Welcome to Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Have you been searching for that something within you? The one thing that is designed to bring abundance into your life? Are you not finding it yet? By partnering with God, you are sure to discover the key to living a happier and more fulfilling life. Now, here is Nikki Klegel. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki Klegel with Fulfill Your Legacy, and I am so happy that you are listening to this episode of Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. Today, we're going to be looking at the fourth chapter of the first part of our book. It's the final chapter, and the whole section of this book has been on finding your life purpose. And I'm so excited to just kind of sum it up and for you to see this. We're going to be working with um, with Tina on what we call the Sweet Spot Experiment. It's a really awesome coaching tool. I'll share more about that coming. I want to let you know what the show is going to be about. It's broken into three sections. The first section right now is going to be about 15 minutes where we just look at this section of the book so you understand what we're going to be coaching on with Tina and the callers that call in at the end or email. Then the next part is going to be where I highlight, yeah, that middle part. I highlight Tina and her journey, her journey, um, partnering her life with God, figuring out what her life purpose is, really stepping into it, and then tapping into all the resources she gets by this life that's really partnered with God. And then the last section is for the Collins. So let's go ahead and get started. Like I said, we're in this fourth chapter of the first part. All these parts, there's six parts to the book. They walk you through life purpose first. Then looking at your self-confidence and self-love, really getting yourself in a good place so that you can next in the third part, work on goal setting and really your life plan and figuring out how to do this life purpose that you've come to realize. And then the fourth part is, you know, figuring out how to live in this world. Even though we might have the best plans and goals, we might know our life purpose. Life is still going to happen to us here because we're not living in heaven. We're living on earth and, and there's bad things that happen here and we have to know how to navigate through those. So that's what that fourth section is about. And then we look at forgiveness fulfills. This is kind of the heart of things because I have seen over and over again, people that are in wonderful places doing great things and there's a foothold from the past. Maybe something somebody's really done to them that's horrible. Maybe something they've done that they feel is horrible, but it holds them back and it doesn't need to. And I see that this is what breaks things through for many people. And then the last is just living out this legacy that really Jesus left for you and you're going to go and carry it out um, with other people. And so this is what the book Awaking the Living Legacy is all about. And like I said, we are in the fourth part. So Whenever we get to the fourth part, it's called um, the choice. So chapter one always is the problem. We looked at that. What is the problem when we don't know what our life purpose is? We sort of feel misdirected. We feel like the energy is being sucked out of us. We maybe feel overwhelmed because we're trying to do something we're not designed to do. We maybe are bored because we're just not fulfilled and stimulated and in that place that provides energy. Maybe we just don't have clarity. We're in it but we haven't really stepped into it. We don't even understand what that means. All these things are what we looked at in part one. So then part two was we we got to the word. We looked at what the Bible was telling us and we looked at really awesome chap um, verses that directed us. For instance, I really like for people to think of Ephesians 2.10. And so that is for we are God's handiwork created in Jesus Christ to do good works, which God prepared for us in advance to do. 
I mean, literally, you were born with a life purpose in you. You were born with gifts and talents. You were born in a way that was supposed to be able to deliver whatever it is you're supposed to deliver in the most effective way, an awesome way, a powerful way. And tapping into God to help you do that really can take you to a new level. And then also, I love Luke 16.10. And this is, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. goes on to say the same thing. If you are dishonest with a little and you don't do well with little, then you're going to end up doing the same with much. And the point being that as we start to step into whatever this life purpose is and we do good at it, even if it's a little step, even if it's something that we think is mild, it grows and then you get more and then you get more. So we then looked at the Bible verses that should just kind of speak to you and tug at you and make you feel like, okay, what is my life purpose? This is kind of bugging me or, you know, I I don't know if I'm totally engaged. And so then you get into what would be the gifts if you really did engage. That was chapter three. That's what we did last week. So we really looked at the blessings that can come out of totally stepping into this, using the God, using his strength, using the gifts he put in you masterfully. And then you get the fruits of the spirit when you really allow the Holy Spirit to work through you. And and those are things that give you more than just money. So we're talking faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, kindness, joy. So many people just need this sort of peace and joy because we're overwhelmed by this crazy world. Um, Patience, um, peace, self-control. Self-control is such an awesome thing right now. It feels a bit, and I talked about that a bit with our email call in last week, where it just kind of felt like, this world is kind of out of control right now, and we want to have that, that peace and comfort and control and just feel energy like we're in the right place. So today I decided that we're going to do something a little different. I think it's really helpful to hear people's stories. I like to tell people when I'm coaching with them, this is why I want to know your story. We're in this part now where it's free will. You've, you've gathered the data on yourself. You've looked at what the Bible verses are. You've looked at what the gifts are if you follow it. You're down to free will now. You get to decide, am I going to step into this? Am I going to figure out really what my life purpose is or am I not? And I know that stories really make a difference. Hearing Tina's is probably helping a little. Hearing the calls at the end probably help a little and the emails that come in. And so I'm going to share with you my story a bit. It's in chapter one. By the way, if you want that, go to my website. It's the first two chapters are on there for free. Just to put in your email address and I email them to you. So Go ahead and do that if you want, but I'm going to just tell you a little bit about it. So basically, when I was about 22 years old, I was holding my daughter in my arms. Uh, It's funny. I had this beautiful view in front of me. It was a lake view. The windows were open. Don't be too caught off guard. I was sitting in a trailer, but I loved my little trailer. I was um, not in an awesome lake house area. It was in a trailer court, but it was still wonderful. And I had my windows open and I could smell fall. And I just, I was so young. I had just finished nursing school. It was a, a career that you could go through fast at that time. You know, RNs, you know, I think you can still do it in a short amount of time. But anyway, I think, you know, I just graduated and just had this baby and my new husband. And it was almost like I was overwhelmed with this love for this child, a love that I had really never allowed myself to step into that deeply before. But it just took me over. And through that process, then it was the strangest thing. It was like that, that love that I was feeling for her just shifted into God just affirming to me that that I am his child, 
that just as she is mine and I have this overwhelming love that I can hardly stand, that that's how he feels about me and more. And and I just, for some reason, was able to just allow that to soak in in a way that I never had before. And it changed in the book. I was trying to put down in words, you know, what this was like. And there aren't words, but the best I could type out and get into words was it was almost molecular. It was just like this energy of understanding and insight. And I remember when it happened, I wanted to know more about this love. I needed to understand um, it was it was a gift that I was there, and I just felt like I, I I just wanted a sponge. I just wanted to know more and understand more. And and funny to me, it was like I was getting answers to everything that I wondered, and and I just couldn't believe that God would allow Jesus to die for us. It just didn't make sense. And quickly then it went into this place where. I saw all the things that I had done that were horrible, and um, and it, it, it was strange. It didn't accompany guilt and shame, which I find so interesting. And I coach in a way, and I and I don't have judgment on people when um, I take that back. I sometimes do, but then it, when I'm aware of it, I quit get rid of it. But my nature is to not really see people for their sins and the judgment and the guilt and the shame and you're wrong and you're right. That just it really isn't my nature anymore. But anyway, my point being that I recognize this. The only feeling I had was complete um, compassion for what I caused and complete um, appreciation and gratitude and uh, um, commitment to do what I was then being challenged to do, which was also love, serve, forgive, everything Jesus really did for us. So that was my story. And 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 there, it's much longer. And I go in where I just kind of kept dragging out and trying to come back and pull that, that in. I don't know how long it lasted. It seemed like hours, but it was probably only seconds because it's just like I learned so much. We The time here in the world is not the same as it is with God. Um, just so much. Another thing that's, I think, really interesting is um, I also, after just feeling this immense um, responsibility for my actions and what I had done, then also I was able to see everything good. Oh, also when I saw the bad things, what's strange is there were things that I saw before my eyes that I didn't even know I had done. And when I saw them, I was like, oh, I did do that. And so if you can imagine, I'm 22, there had to have been a million things, right? And this is what I'm saying. This is how I, I say that time must not be the same because a gazillion things flashed before me and I was able to keep up. And I was able to see them and recognize them and know I did them and know the people and and feel the feelings of what I did to that person when when I actually did it here, I didn't know it. I was oblivious. I mean, it could have been like facial expressions. It's the strangest thing. But where I was going with this is I also got to see all the um, blessings and all the good things that I had done through acts of love. So one through acts of hate, one through acts of love. and And that was good. And you know what? They didn't accompany pride. It was like um, affirmation of, as best I can say, when we read in the Bible that God looked back at his work for seven days and he said, this is good. That's how I felt. Like, 
that was good. You know, I used God. I used love. You know, it's just affirmation. And so this was my experience at 22. So I left this um, place in my life thinking, I, I just simply need to love. And, and I think I did a good job at that. I think I probably, like everyone else in the world, just tries to be a good person, tries to love. And I was content with that. And I think if you met me and people, I became a director of nursing quite young. I think I was 26 years old. And I'd been doing that my whole life. And I'd been leading nurses and all this stuff. And, um, and I tried to be loving. Now, I'm sinful. And people could chime in here and say all kinds of stuff I did wrong. But overall, I think I did a good job. But about two years ago, this is where life purpose comes in. Something that I loved, my work I loved, all of a sudden got super boring. And um, and I just had a drive and a, a urge and a nudge that I was supposed to be doing something more. And I couldn't figure it out. It was kind of, it, it, it bothered me. The thing was, I didn't know how to find it. And I really hadn't heard of a life coach before. So this was um, new for me. And the only thing I kept feeling like I should do is try to get to the word. And and I don't, I can't even say I actively tried to do that because I didn't live my faith that way. I just was going to church and we didn't go every week. And I tried to raise my girls. Um, we always moved around and I tried to get us to church and, and we did good. We loved God and, and all that, but I was not stepping in. And for some reason, I kept feeling like that's where the answers were. So I started to step in. And to make a long story short, then I ended up feeling nudged to go back to school and counseling. And at the last minute, you can read it in the book, I ended up doing life coaching instead. I was going to work at our hospital, hopefully doing a program there. And two months maybe into my life coaching, it it became clear that I was spiritual coaching. And, um, you know, I needed to go with that. I just constantly felt assurance and it evolved. I just kept stepping in and it just kept evolving and growing super fast. Now I have a very strong spiritual coaching company. We go to my website and look it up. and, And this is what I want to encourage and inspire you to do is that it doesn't matter if you're feeling like you're in a, how old you are, because I'm, I'm creeping up on 50. So it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you're um, an at-home mom and feel like I don't have any gifts and talents or if it doesn't matter if you're so exhausted, you think I could never do that because let me tell you, when you get into your gifts and talents and your life purpose, you have so much energy. People will say to me all the time, oh my gosh, it seems like you're doing something all the time and how do you do that? And I've actually felt more energized now than I have for a long time. When I felt like I didn't know my life purpose, that was when I was most tired and fatigued and exhausted. And so we're going to take a deep look at that. I want that is what this choice is about is stepping in like I did or not. My whole company is about helping you step in, helping you figure out where your gifts and talents are, what God's calling you to do and making work of it. And so we're going to take a deep look at this with Tina. She has what I put into a form called the Sweet Spot Experience. So we're going to do that. That's in the um, very past, our last part of the first part of this book. So that's right where we're at. We're going to do that. I want you to stay tuned because in a few seconds, we're going to be leaving, going to a commercial break and stay tuned because Tina is going to be going through her Sweet Spot Experiment in just a few minutes. I'll talk to you soon.
Change your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks. Gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. We all have unique experiences and outlooks when it comes to leadership and team building, yet sometimes we clash, even when trying to achieve the exact same goals. Check out Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. Your host is Dr. Cass Henry. A shared journey equals success, and every human interaction has the power to achieve this success by working together. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki Klegel with Fulfill Your Legacy, and you are listening to the one-on-one coaching session with Living Within the Sweet Spot. So we have Tina here. This is her last week, and we're going to be moving into some guest speakers that are going to be experts in the topics that we're going to be on and some and some call-in coaching. So, so enjoy this middle section to come, but right now we've got to enjoy Tina. This is her last week with us. So thank you, Tina, for being so gracious and letting us walk with you on this journey. Um, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, other than I don't like that it's snowing outside. I know. Come on. We are almost in late April now. And yeah, we have a blizzard. School's called off, and it's crazy around here. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but spring is coming. It really is. So we, we need to just be hopeful about that. But, but anyway, let's get down to business here. So we had some homework from last time. One was I was encouraging you to look forward and fill out your sweet spot experiment. We're going to do that in a second. And the other thing was the only apprehension that you really spoke about was just the nervousness around the whole business money side of running your business because you already know what God's calling you to do. You are already in a deep place in your face, so you're tapping into him and we know he's going to be helping you through this process. And we already know that you're call that you on 
that you're on is matched. It's equally yoked with God. So we have a, a feeling that all this is in a great place and you might have different doors that open to you. You might head out one way and then one shuts and you just have to trust that, okay, that's God steering you the right way because you know you're in and doing what he wants you to do. So if money is one thing that's given you these weird feelings, like I don't know how equipped I am for this. I get it. I've got things in my own business, marketing, one of them. And so let's go ahead and and have you share with us a little bit. So you, you probably did what I asked you to do, which is get on the internet and just type in there some Bible verses on you know, being a responsible money manager at work or um, managing your finances or whatever. So did you do that, Tina? Yeah, I did it a little bit. Okay. Was there anything that you thought sort of stuck out to you or anything that you um, feel like was speaking to you? Um, Well, I have two Bible verses that I really liked. One is Hebrews 13.5, which says, Mm -hmm. keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have for he said I will never leave you nor forsake you mm-hmm. and another one I put down was Matthew six twenty four, which is no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot mm-hmm. serve God and money Mm-hmm. Those are excellent ones. That Those are excellent verses. I wrote down two as well, um, but I'm just going to go back because I, I want everyone that wasn't listening last week to really understand this. But we, when you're in the consider what the word says, you do this. You, we, you go to your concordance, the back of your Bible. Maybe you know Bible verses, or maybe you just do an internet search like we did, Bible verses on whatever your struggle is. It could be self-esteem. It could be like this, money manners. But what you do is then usually like, 30 come up, sometimes 10, whatever, it doesn't matter. You read them all, and the ones that sort of resonate with you are really where God's kind of speaking to you, and so you need to pay attention to that. So me pulling up Bible verses for Tina aren't necessarily that great, um, but I know that a lot of you are listening. So I wanted to pull up two more that relate to finances that I think are really good when it comes to building businesses. So Luke 14.28 is... Uh, something I think on. So suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and do an estimate of the costs and see how much, if you have enough money to complete it. So I like us to just sort of think, you know, what is it you're trying to build and do you have the means to do it? And and the next thing is live within your means. There are a lot of Bible verses that talk about not um, borrowing money that you don't have. And this is something that I, I did with my business. And I just think I'm giving it to you more as advice. I don't really want this first to sit with your soul unless it kind of does now that I'm talking about it. But when I grew my business, I did it slow and, um, and it, God, did it fast. <laughs> so what I'm saying is blogging was free. And so I didn't want to invest my money in this business um, because I just didn't know what it was going to do. I wanted to invest my time and my heart into it and let it become. And then I thought everything that I earn, I will then put back in. But I didn't want to just go get a business loan 
on something I wasn't sure. When we think of Romans 12, 2, we think of, we try, like I said in this opening with you, you know, we try to feel like we know, we try so hard to listen to God, to hear what he's saying, to pay attention to the nudges. And lots of us have this where we we get ideas about maybe business. For you, it is. Um, and what we're supposed to do with our life purpose. And then they go and they get a huge loan with money they don't have or they have to be stressed out and scrap and maybe rob from Peter to pay Paul. So to kind of make the payments. And I just say a, a really wise thing to do is look at what you do have to invest and then do that. And then be wise with it. Like the story of the talons. We were talking about that earlier. Then use that really well. And then as that multiplies, then put that back in and watch it grow. And remember that of all of your, um, I should say financial blessings, because you're going to get way more than that. When you live out God's call, you're going to get those other things I just read, this, the fruits of the Spirit as well. So peace and all these things. But, but when you get financially blessed, put that back into it, but also tithe out of it. Okay, so then I'm going to give you one more verse. So First um, Peter 5, 2 and 3. So be shepherds of God's flock. So Tina, you and I both, the work that we're doing is serving other people, right? And you're yeah. going to be connecting with their stories and try to inspire them to know that they're not lost in the shuffle and they're not invisible and they have a great story and they can live it out boldly. And so these are these people that get put in your path. I feel like God's really giving them to you and you have to shepherd them and, and watch for them and take care of them, right? So listen to this verse, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you're willing as God wants you to be not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve not lording it over those entrusted in you, but by being examples of the flock. So when I started my business, like I was just blogging, I was blogging all the time. I was getting to know the people that liked reading them. It was growing. And then I started building more stuff. Then as a little bit of money came in, then I used it to build programs so I could reach more people. And then as that generated money, then I started doing events that could reach more people. And then I started writing my book, which was an investment. It cost me a hunk of money to join the most wonderful um, program. If anyone, I'm going to put a link. I won't even share it now. I'll just put a link next to the um post here. So when you go to the show, you're going to see off to the right that there's links there. And I want you to go look that out. If you want to write a book or base a business off it, that is a great place. But um, we need to uh, tell me how this sits with you in terms of financially. Do you feel like it's in your gifts and talents to be a financial person and responsible with your monies? Or is that something that you feel like, no, the shepherding the people is my gifts and talents. I might want help with that part. Um, well, I've always, um, tried to give as much money back as I can, and I've, like, never, um, really taken out any loans for mm-hmm. school or anything, so mm-hmm. I would say I'm pretty financially stable. Mm-hmm. So when you say you have a little bit of fears that are related to money and stuff, what would they be based on then? So I know you you were nervous about getting your business just set up, but you're getting help for that now and you have somebody doing your LLC. Is there other things that then when you say it makes me nervous, what is the it? 
Um, I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I'm living with my parents still mm-hmm. right now, so mm-hmm. um, I would like to, you know, be living on my own and, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, just be mm-hmm. kind of at a spot where most people my age are. Uh-huh. Well, I like that you're bringing that up a little bit. That's going to be in the next portion of our coaching, and that's why it's in this order. Because, you know, those are kind of some self-limiting thoughts and just kind of wondering, you know, like comparing ourselves to other people and kind of looking at the world to decide how good we are or not, you know, or making it or keeping up or all those things. And and I really want to encourage you not to do that because I see nothing but awesome out of you. <laughs> I mean, truly, I'm not like exaggerating by any means. Uh, you know, you're so impressive. And um, I don't even want that to remember my story. Were you listening to the first part of the call? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when I say you're so impressive, I don't even want you to let that soak in other than to know you're on the right track. You know, I don't want it to be like um, a feather in your cap or that you get gloaty at it at all, because it's just simply that, yeah, you are on the right track, Tina, and you're doing just fine and you get out of your house. And, and you know, we, we probably can surpass other folks, um, you know, in years to come. But then that's not what I want you to shoot for because then, you know, you're then now on the other side where you're trying to do a business to, to be better than other people. You know what I mean? We just need to keep thinking of the flock, keep thinking of the service that we're doing for God. And believe me, he's going to take care of you. There's a section in the next part where um, you're in. So those of you listening, Tina had just signed up in this month for a program called Launch Your Legacy. And that's where entrepreneurs start Um, work with me in a group where we go through these things and you are right now in this dreaming big section where it's okay to have dreams and you better make sure that getting your own place is on that dream list. I get to hear those tomorrow, I think, Tina, but um, having your own place, I'm sure is already on there, is it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good. So we'll make efforts to that. And what we're going to do and what we want the listeners to think about is that we're going to make plans to step out in that. And so then I I would challenge you to say anyone who would say, uh, you know, I want my own place. I would say, okay, so what are you doing to take action in getting your own place? And then you'd kind of, you know, kind of walk through that journey with me. And if you had none of them down, then I'd just kind of openly say, you know, okay, well, so tell me why. And we'd kind of get to that. So at this point anyway, um, is there reasons why you're not in your own place right now today? Um, yeah, kind of, because okay. I plan to go back to school in the fall. So it wouldn't really um, make a lot of sense to move out right now. My parents mm-hmm. do make me pay rent, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm, I'm just saving, I guess, money living at home right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you say you want your own place, really, it's going to be after college that you say yeah, that's right? Yeah, so like How long is your program? two years or so, probably. It's a, it's a two-year program. And then yeah. um, will you be living in a dorm or an apartment? Um, yeah, that's the plan. Okay, and then when will that start? Um, in August. So literally, you are going to be moving out in August, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then is there anything that you need to do to kind of make sure that that happens? And are you doing uh, it? No, I guess no. just apply to school again and mm-hmm. um, maybe apply for scholarships and stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I've already, uh, I, or I already went to that school, so it shouldn't be too hard. 
Yeah. When do you think those forms and things need to be done? Um, and pretty soon. Yeah. Do you want to make that one of your coaching goals? Yeah, I guess we could. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when are, do you know when they're due or not specifically? Uh, no, I would have to look on their website again. Okay. Well, why don't we make that step one? And what if it says, you know, the end of April? So <laughs> we better work <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Does that sound good? So no, maybe yeah. what, what day do you think would be good for you? Um, like I can try to do it this week. Awesome. Okay. So why don't we just kind of set a goal that by Sunday night, you'll kind of email me the day that you're going to have your application done and turned in. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. That sounds good. Okay. And then in that application would be housing, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. And if it isn't in there, do you want to have another goal then that kind of encourages you to take that next step and start filling out housing paperwork? Yeah. I okay. Can do so that. We'll just, okay. We'll partner those. That's kind of a two for one goal right there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And then I think if you just keep moving along and you launch your legacy thing, we're going to be sitting pretty good. I want the listeners to hear a couple other things that are a little more affirming towards your sweet spot. So go ahead and grab your sweet spot tool out and I'll be going over this with them with the callers as well, but go ahead and grab that. Okay. All right. So first of all, what did you find? We're going to see how well this matches up with your desire to... um do your company called You're Not Invisible. So tell me on the right, you, you printed out that form where you all listening can have a sheet of paper and a line down the middle. And on the left-hand side, I want you to draw a line straight down the middle. And on the right-hand side, put down things that um, you know bring out energy in you and what situations you respond really well to, what makes you happy. So did you do that? Yeah. Okay, what were some of those things? Um, I said, like, being really creative, with, mm-hmm. um, whether that's, like, doing DIY projects or mm-hmm. stuff on the computer. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're good at that, by the way. I know that because you helped me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what situations do you respond well in? Like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so that's on there. And so what happens is, okay, I'll give you me, for example. So thinking off the cuff is something I can kind of do easily. Not everyone can, but I I had dyslexia when I was little and problem solving and like really thinking through the backside of things just simply because I needed to kind of decipher a sentence and I maybe only knew two words. And so I think those quick problem solving skills are, are good for me. And so that works really well when I'm coaching. But I'm thinking, you know, for you, there's probably some things that you were designed um, good at. And I'm curious, you know, if there's things that, you know, just come easily for you. You know, maybe Uh, the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I guess just designing stuff Mm -hmm. or if I get stumped on something, I'll just look at other examples and then Mm -hmm. that will help me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, learn by example is a really good um, thing to have down here too, because that kind of means that nothing can stop you because you can just look at other people's stuff. Okay, what things give you a lot of energy? Same thing, creating stuff? Yeah, or? just like designing mm-hmm. and um, helping others. And oh, okay. Yeah, I guess trying to give others advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Well, you've got a lot of life experience that you can share with them, okay? Um, Let me look at this list here. 
Is there anywhere else, other areas of your life, I feel like you might be focusing on your work other than it just might be that it's so perfectly aligned, but there, is there any other thing in your life that really brings you joy or energy? Um, I do like being around like other Christians, I guess, and just uh-huh. kind of learning more about the Bible and Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. So now let's go ahead and um, study yourself. Welcoming things that, oh, what do people compliment you on? Um, I guess kind of my unique sense of style. Mm-hmm. So what would you say that is, Tina? And um, just like designing like my bedroom and stuff and yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, did you say clothes and accessories in your bedroom? Yeah. Okay. All right. Very interesting. Okay. And, and I would love to keep going. I'm seeing that we're, you know, we're, we're getting down to our time. I want to just take a quick look and look at the left side. And so that is kind of like traits, um, that other people will come to you for help with. Have you ever had anyone um, yeah, just like come- advice? Mm-hmm. Uh, or if, um, like friends who don't have a car need a ride somewhere, they'll ask me so to bring help. them somewhere mm-hmm. or if they need help reading their Bible. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Okay. Okay, so what we do is um, we're getting down to not much time, so I'm going to highlight what happens. So Tina and I later, then we'll get together and work on this more. But basically, we she is so defined on what her life call is. And most people, when I get to them, they, they aren't. They don't know any of this. They haven't looked at this or haven't even really thought, yeah, people do come to me. But what we do is we list all these things down, and there's all kinds of things on there. But then we just draw lines in between and and we can see trends on high, hot areas that match up the left side of the brain with the right side of the brain. And that just really helps us really have an idea of what God has designed you to do. And that's what Tina has already kind of figured out. Let's go ahead and use the rest of this tool in these call-ins that are going to be after this commercial break. Tina, thank you so much for being with us. I wish we could keep you on for more time, but it's time to go. Thank you, and we'll um, talk to you later. Okay, thank you for having me. You betcha. I'll talk to you soon. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks. Gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. 
That's NikkiKlegel.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration that opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, with award-winning authors Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the Empowerment Channel. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki with Fulfill Your Legacy, and I'm so happy you are listening to Living Within the Sweet Spot. And we are in the third portion of the show. And so I really like to get an idea of what the people listening have questions on. And so if I don't have a call in, I'm going to go to the emails. And I got two really awesome emails that I want to share with you. So they are so on point. And so the first one is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. I hope you're listening, but you are out of Indiana, and that's part of why I picked yours. So my parents lived in Indiana. I spent years out there um, going to Kokomo and Logansport and Peru area, and so I really love it there. But anyway, you sent in an email just kind of saying that you feel like you're old, too old for finding your life purpose maybe, and that you have no idea what you even really like. And that your life has been about your children, organizing their day, activities, you homeschooled, you feel kind of like, okay, how useful am I really right now? Because um, for the listeners, she goes on to explain that, you know, they did so much out of their home. They like had their own chickens and they, um, you know, grew some of their own clean food and things like this. And so now, you know, she's feeling like, She doesn't want to go back to school. I'm guessing she's about my age. My kids have just left and, you know, I'm creeping up on 50. So I'm feeling she's feeling that way. Hey, I just started this business, Lisa. So so who knows what's in store for you? But then, um, you know, she goes on to just say that um, she wants wants to know more. So I'm going to say to her, you need to call me. So at least get your free consultation. We can get a lot done in one hour, but I'm going to do the best I can while we're on the phone. So what I want you to understand is not everyone, I say this in my book a lot, not everyone needs to like pack up their Bibles and like hit the road to work their call that God's had them on. I mean, many times God has you called and you are in the exact perfect place. It could be that you're going to have grandkids around the corner and you're going to be really helping in a way that you can't even believe that's going to fulfill your life so much. What we want to do is make sure that we're really looking at what things feed your soul. He made you in a way that is designed um, to be doing this. So let's go ahead and look at a few Bible verses because this is what I always do. We look at the problem, then we look what the word says, we consider what the gifts are, and then we decide. So your email, bless your heart. I wish you were right with me so you could hear the spirit of my um, thoughts, but they were a little like I was, kind of self-limiting, like what am I going to do? What am I, you know, just kind of like, 
at a loss. And so I want you to think back at a few really important verses. One is you are a child of God. It doesn't matter how old you are. You're still and you always will be a child of God. And so you think of 1 Peter um, 2.9, you were chosen. You are his, you were chosen. And then Ephesians 1, 4, 5 says, he has chose us in him before the creation of the world, that by love he predestined us, predestined us for adoptions into the sonship through Jesus. But it's to be in the accordance of his will, working out his will. And what was that? I mean, we have to really then stop and think, what did Jesus come here to do? He came to love and serve. And so honestly, whatever it is, whatever our gift or our life purpose is, if we love and serve while we're doing it, it is going to be good. We have to know that it matches up and and we're not trying to love and serve in a way that isn't part of who we are. So it's not even part of our gifts and talents. Then we're going to feel like we're forcing. But honestly, we just need to think, how do you best love and serve? And that's like kind of the keep it simple way of looking at life purpose. So then I want you to remember that he has a plan for you and it's full of hope and a future. And I love that verse. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. We all choose that one. There's so much more to that verse um, and, and the verses before it and after it. So I don't, I don't want people to just take that one and just call it good. But the point being is it doesn't say for all you young people. <laughs> it doesn't say hope in a future for everyone who finds their life purpose by 30. The truth is very few people really feel like they're living out their life purpose. And so if you figure it out at 50 or 60, however old you are, you are doing great. You have a lot of wonderful years. So I want to encourage and inspire you. The next thing I want you to think about is Romans 12 too. Be renewed. Be renewed. And that's what it's saying. You know, just get to the word, listen to the Holy Spirit, call on God and have a renewing of your mind so that you can test your understanding of the will. That's what that verse says. It doesn't say so you can test God. You don't don't challenge God. You just, we don't understand what he's always saying. And so you just step into the word, you call on him, you seek him in prayer. And I wonder how many times do we do this? Do we really sit down and say, you know, God, that's where I was when I told you my story at the beginning of the show. I, I don't know why, but I was just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I am so bored. I know it's something but I don't know what. And I started calling on him. And then he started kind of nudging me into the word and it just grew and grew. So then the next thing is just this affirmation. And I'm going to share with you a bit. So Lisa, this is how when I say I step in and and things happen as you step in. And I really encourage you to start stepping in, get some Bible verses, call on him, say your prayers, things like this, because doors started open to me. Once I realized I was doing this, I signed up at a life coaching place that had spiritual coaching. Not everyone does that. I know that was a doorway to me. And um, and then once I started spiritual, well, for one, my hospital administrator had said, you know what, you can maybe work something out here where you can be out at the hospital here. I don't think I would have even done the life coaching had I not had that sort of safety net, right? I would have gone into counseling. And so so anyway, so I went that way. And, and these are doors opening to me. So once I did that, then my business started to take off because I was in like Tina said, I feel like I, I want to help people get um, their faith deepened by her work. So did I. And once I started stepping into that, you get rewarded. God blesses you when you're, you're doing his work for him. And so then, you know, that just started to grow. And this is what I want for you as you start to figure out what your gifts and talents are. Um, talent 
gift of mine is writing and storytelling. It's not the it's not the grammar. So the poor people that, you know, I have dyslexia, the poor people who read my blogs and I go through a lot of checks um, to catch typos and things, but there's still some in there. So, you know, my people that follow me and I'm getting quite a following, I'm, I'm up to a couple thousand now that, you know, they know they're going to find a spelling word in there. And soon I'm going to have enough money to have an editor who goes through everything. But, but for now, you just take what you've got, you use it as best you can, and it grows and grows and grows. So let's go ahead and look at this a little bit then. Tell me, what is the best part of your day? Like, honestly, if you look back, you know, when you were raising your kids and they were at school, I want you to really think about just because you loved something, it may be because you loved the people you were doing that something with. And that tricks us. We sometimes think we're in a great place. So homeschooling, taking care of your kids, you maybe think that was your best thing because you loved your kids so much, it, it became good. But there, I am going to tell you, there is something throughout your day. I hope, I think there is, because I've worked with a lot of people, there's something throughout the day that you've done that you're like, that gave me energy. Yeah, Nikki, I get it. So like I would spend my days homeschooling, working with my kids, um, you know, making, doing my clean food and, and stuff like that. But something really fed my soul and the time flew. That's another indicator. When time goes by super fast, what is it? So think about those things. That's a clue to get you going. Really brings you joy. Another thing, like we were talking with Tina, think hard on like, what do people compliment you on and come to you for? Now, the come to you for isn't necessarily um, that awesome (laughs) because you might not enjoy it. You might be good at it, but you might not enjoy it. I'm going to give you an example. So um, at my work as a director of nursing, I had to get really organized and plan things um, by calendar and date and make sure we got things done. Uh, state will come in every year and they'll look over your stuff and, you know, things needed to be crossed, dots, you know, the I's need to be dotted, things like this. And did I love that? No. But did I have to do it? So it's a skill that I've developed. And so people would say, you know, can you come organize my closet and help me, my girlfriends or whatever. It may be a skill, but it's not like... um it makes me happy. <laughs> so I want you to think about not just what you're good at, but, but what really energizes you and, and is fun. So I'm going to tell you, just looking through your email, there was one thing that jumped out to me. Remember how I said um, you, um, you were like me, where you kind of were in this down place, not knowing what you're, where to go and kind of self-limiting. So I gave you some verses that would really encourage you. There was one place that I noticed in your writing that didn't accompany any of those sort of almost discouraging places. Like uh, all I did was homeschool. All I was was a mom, you know, sort of this, um, which is awesome. All those things are awesome. But when you talked about your um, clean living, you did not do that. And so I don't know if that's a coincidence. And since I can't talk to you personally, I want you to go back and look at your email that you sent me and really consider that. Is there something more to that? I might be reading too much into it, but I want you to consider that. Okay, so I, I'm i going to just send you out in a little prayer. I know this is, I'm going to try to make it quick and then I'm going to quick try to get to this um, Ryan who has another email that I thought was really good. But Lisa, you know, I just pray for you. I think that it's lovely that you emailed for one. You have a heart to 
um, live this call or you wouldn't have done that. It takes a lot of guts to get on the show. In fact, I want more people to actually just call in and get on. But I'm, I'm just going to send out um, prayers for the Holy Spirit to move in you so that you can you know, feel the nudges that get you to really being transparent and, with yourself, um, really looking at what things feed your soul and kind of tapping into those a little more. And um, I'm done. Amen. <laughs> but then I want you to reach out to me too and, and give me a call. We'll do a free consultation with you and, and see how much we can get done. But Ryan is another one who called. And I love this when men call in. So I never dreamed I'd work with men. I don't know why, because I, I was a nursing manager for 20 some years and I had women, mostly nurses that I worked with. And I just thought this was, this was what it was. But the work that I do now is, I'd say, a third men. So it's all good. And so Ryan is an at-home dad. Um, and I, I think it's funny. He said his, his wife is a rock star real estate gal. And so neither of them, he says, really went to um, college or maybe both dropped out or something. But they didn't complete college is how it's worded. And, um, and so he really is feeling like he wants something that's his own. He lists his kid's age. And I have a feeling this is why, although he didn't necessarily say that. But the children's ages are their boys. They're four nine and 11. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, he's seeing this four-year-old maybe going off to kindergarten. And it's like, okay, now I, I want something to fill my time. So he goes on to say that he's a personal trainer and that he does, um, does not love that. And so he likes to be healthy himself, but he did not enjoy personal training. Um, he says that, um, yeah, he's, they, they were non-traditional students. And so they like to learn, but, um, you know, maybe not in four-year college. And then they do go to church. They love it and the people in their church. And he's wondering, you know, why God isn't talking to him. And, uh, and so I just, this just really pulled at my heartstrings. And I, I want you to know, Ryan, he is. He is talking to you, and that's why this is bugging you. So I spent a long time in the place that you're in where I just felt nudged. You wouldn't be, again, emailing me and if you weren't nudged, if something wasn't calling to you. So he is speaking to you. He's whispering to you, and sometimes he's quiet. He's waiting for you to figure it out. And so you need to do what Tina did. And what I encouraged Lisa, the last emailer, to do is just really keep praying um, open up the word, get yourself around people that um, can give you some good input, and then start doing some journaling. Get like Tina, um, practice that sweet spot. And people who, I mean, the sweet spot training is a weekend seminar kind of thing that I do. I also coach people in big groups. Um, they're they're called masterminds. And then also um, just one-on-one -on -one coaching. So you, you can do that with me if you want. But the thing is that you can also get the book and you can just do it on your own. You just don't have a coach helping you work through it. But in the book, it walks you through. It says, get a sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle. On one side, be putting all these things that give you energy, all this stuff you internally feel. Um, that's kind of your right side of your brain, how you feel about yourself. The left side is going to be more facts. It's going to be like, what do people go to you for? What um, are you talent or um, skillful at? <laughs> um, we, you know, when we start speaking talents, we kind of think, okay, that's emotional and that's going to be the thing that really is your passion. But sometimes people have never tapped in. They don't even know what their gift and talent is yet. And once they get started on it, I didn't. I had no idea that teaching people to tap into their faith was going to be my, my God-given talent. 
come on. I mean, I'm almost 50 years old and, and, and was my life and is your life, Lisa or Ryan, a mistake up till now? No, I think we're being prepared. And so I want you to think about that. You know, now I do work with large groups of people. I do have to train. I have to speak all those things I did as I believe I was being trained in my last job to manage and lead hundreds of people to go speak at a healthcare convention where I could speak to large groups. You know, all these things were preparation. We, I don't want you to look back at your time right now as, oh, I, don't, I didn't go to college. None of that. There's, there's, there's something set inside of you. Those verses like I shared um, with Tina and with Lisa, there's something set inside of you that's awesome. It's waiting to be stepped into and you're on this email and, and I picked you out of the other email people because, uh, yeah, it's calling and, and I want you to step into it. So we are getting ready to end this episode of Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. I want you to stay connected with me. I want you to email and call in at the end. I'd love to coach you on the call. Um, go to my Facebook page and like it. I also want you to follow me on Instagram. I love staying connected to people at my website, NikkiKlegel.com. It's also called Fulfill Your Legacy. Either way, you can get there. But the thing is, I have so many free resources for you there. Just come follow me. Go along with me in this journey. And remember, faith-infused living reaches goals higher. Thank you for tuning into Living Within the Sweet Spot. Please join your host, Nikki Klegel, next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next program, invite abundance into your life and live a happier, fuller, and more successful life than ever before.